Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's clear is you've, is you've put the work in, uh, quite honestly, um, having been uh, <laughs> strumming uh, since the age of five. Is that actually true? And, and, and what was it that first prompted you to pick up a guitar? Yeah, it's entirely true that I got my first one when I was five. Even to me over the years, I go, oh, really? That's five? But I actually, funny enough, I do remember it. I was obsessed with this little toy wooden guitar with plastic strings on it. And I remember being... I remember being given it and it was in the window of um, a shop that sold uh, booms and brookit, buckets and brooms and, you know, all, th- those kind of things, household product, products at the end of our street. And um, I, my mother just said to my dad, look, he's obsessed with this guitar in the window. Should we just get it in? And they were, they, my parents are, they're still around and they're, they're Irish, still Irish and the big, big music fans. I mean, music obsessives really. So, um they were there was music in the house and they were really pleased that I took to this thing and then I got um I got my first kind of one that I could actually play chords on and start to actually learn to play when I was eight so there's never been a time that um from being a little boy that I haven't had one and I've absolutely no idea what sort of drew me to it but I'm glad I'm glad something drew me to it obviously yeah it's worked out did you have um, guitar heroes at the time? I mean, you, you mentioned that your parents uh, are Irish and um, I'm presuming there was quite a lot of sort of traditional music and stuff in the house or am I just being romantic? It actually was quite romantic, but it wasn't that there was traditional music because they were young and they, they moved over from Kildare to the city centre in Manchester, uh, on the outskirts of the city centre, but they they kind of rebelled against traditional music and they were really into pop music and rock and roll music. So funny enough, it's uh, my first kind of hear the sound of Eddie Cochran and the Everly Brothers, which were almost retro records then. Um, they, uh, they played those records really loud and with great joy. And those records, luckily for me, I've got very distinctive guitars on those Everly Brothers and... Um, Eddie Cochran things and you know like come on everybody and all of that so that exciting guitar sound I was drawn to and then my mother particularly she liked the sort of late 60s pop groups like so whenever the Hollies came on the radio and bands like that and they always had they had really good guitar parts so but my first real hero that I just gravitated to and was obsessed by was Mark Boland in the early 70s because so I was because what we now know in the UK is glam rock, the Sweet and T-Rex and Bowie and Roxy and all of that. Um, I was primed for that because I was a little teeny bopper, 10 or 11, and dead eager to 
to spend whatever whatever money I had on records. So, and again, those records, even looking back at them now, were really built on absolute stonking killer guitar riffs, something like The Sweet or Susie Quattro. But Boland particularly, I just... I've, I thought his sound was beautiful and he looked beautiful and his his whole message was mysterious and I was I was right for it and in some ways it's never really left me that. And do you think of yourself as having been uh, and being a, a a sort of causal a cause motivated musician? I mean, did you ever want? your music to be more than just great music you know i mean the smiths were regarded as a pretty political band i guess in in many ways yeah. but I, i'm not sure if that's something that you felt has driven you you know in in the more recent times it came with the territory if you were an alternative musician in the early 80s if you look at the other bands who came out around the same time some were more some weren't quite as overt but uh, it was all played out in the music press, which was very significant uh, and uh, influential then. I think the enemy and Melody Maker, they were selling something like 160,000 copies a week. Mm. And the common, uh, it wasn't always, well, no, actually it was, but it was actually pretty explicit. The common enemy was the Margaret Thatcher's government and the, all the political stuff that was going on in the country then it was more national it was more national then rather than now i think generation concerns are really quite different they're a bit more global but that's a whole other thing but to answer your question pretty much if you were in an indie band in any time up to the late 80s you were by almost by definition you were had a some you had some kind of agenda or some kind of standpoint and um through, and it was played out, as I say, through the music press. And we were, we were literally all on the same page. And then whatever, 30, 40 years later, when I was first started out, which was 10 years ago with the solo records now mm. and the, with my own solo band, I realised this quite clearly because I was being interviewed more specifically just about myself and my values. And it came, it started to come up quite a lot. Um, my friend Maxine Peake is, a, 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 is in the same situation where uh, it's just part of being being interviewed you get oh well you're you're political or what well i think it was just having values and um it never occurred to me that to not have a a position really because ultimately i am a almost fairly typical rock guitar player a sort of falling out of bed at 11 o'clock kind of you know don't want a job still <laughs> <laughs> yeah musician Nah, those days have gone sadly but i, I wish um but, um, you know, so there's a side to me which is, um, there's no other word for it, but this then absolutely died in the wool bohemian, but uh, which I think should come back. It's a term that is, you know, missed. But but I did care. Uh, I cared on a social level and I cared on a human level uh, and a spiritual level even. And, and I still very much do. And it a lot of it does, observation does creep into quite a lot of my current songs and all my solo songs, really. Well, I uh, wanted to ask you happen. about that, though, because um, uh, you're also, uh, alongside Mars Guitars, you're, you're releasing an album called Spirit Power, which is a, a sort of best-of of your solo records, but there's new uh, tracks on there as well, and the new single, Somewhere. 
I mean, it, it feels so incredibly joyful and optimistic and you want to get up and, and dance to it. And, and I wondered where you found th- that spirit of euphoria um, during times that certainly don't feel euphoric when you look at, you know, the headlines in the papers and, you know, just the everyday yeah. reality of people's lives. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches and fine jewellery, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I know what you mean. Yeah, well, that song, it's a funny one with songs because the, uh, I got the tune and the and the riff uh, when I was, we I did a lot of gigs with the Killers at the end of last year uh, in the States and you're playing in the, their, their shows are very uplifting and I was playing a couple of numbers with them during their set. So maybe that rubbed off on me. And my, I've been playing the last couple of years since the pandemic, I found myself, I went on tour with Blondie in the arenas and, doing some big outdoor shows with with Noel and people like that. So um, as a musician, I'm finding myself on these big stages playing to big audiences. And you kind of, you know, uh, it's it's quite a good idea to have a few upbeat bangers. (laughs) There there is, you know, even on that level, you know, uh, when you look down at your set list and you go, okay, this is, I mean, usually my songs are pretty up-tempo these days anyway. But so there's a little bit of just kind of... um, pragmatism where you know that's that's what me and my band are doing at the moment but when um this the tune was so uh is so uplifting and as you say you know positive i I, when i came up with it I thought this is either the most annoying thing that anyone's ever heard or it's quite good. You brought up uh, Noel Gallagher, uh, which is a fabulous and very helpful segue for me because you've played with an extraordinary number of people. I mean, you mentioned Blondie there, but you know there are so many artists that you've worked with, but I think few of them you've handed out guitars to, bringing us full circle back to Mars guitars. But I think Noel was one of those honoured uh, with the gift of one of them. So how can you bear to part with them and what was it he did that made you want to hand one over? Well, it's, it's become quite a, I guess, notorious or infamous kind of story. That, but the truth of it is, was my brother, my younger brother, um, told me about 
a mate of his who started a band and my brother's a very uh very sort of a discerning guy and he doesn't kind of rave about things too often and he just said this guy's uh he's mancunian isn't he (laughs) yeah yeah he's he's, um yeah he said he's uh he's just really cool i could he's all right he's a cool guy which means a lot coming from my brother and um so okay and then um so he introduced me to noel and at that time noel uh was on the dole and oasis had only played about four or five gigs they were just this really nascent you know like, like many bands i mean no one had any idea no one had any idea well maybe noel had an idea knowing noel but that he was going to go on to world stardom but he was just someone i liked and the what happened was I went to see him literally, I think there was 12 people. Uh, their mates were, were. it was third on the bill to this band called Molly Halfhead. I remember <laughs> them? No, neither do I. But he 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 went on about seven o'clock because I was there and they played this set. There's a whole backstory that I bumped into Liam before. I don't, um, and what I said to Noel anyway, he asked me what I thought. And I said, well, you, the gaps between songs, you need you need a backup guitar. And he said, quite rightly, he said, well, that's all right for you to say. I'm on the dolls. So I thought, well, he he, he don't, really doesn't need a backup guitar. And it would be wrong to give him a kind of crappy one. So um, I gave him um, a kind of permanent loan. I, I, I gave him one of my Smith's guitars that I'd actually got from The Who. And I did Panic on it, a Smith's song, and I did a few others. And... Um, I gave him that and then he wrote, started writing some songs on it straight away. And as soon as I saw him, I think it was on television playing it when they, they then broke through pretty quick. I just saw it and I could, I could see that he was in love with it. So I said, I'll oh, just keep it. Um, he still then, got it. Away, style. Oh, oh, he still got it. He loaned it back to me for the book <laughs> because the, my new book is photographs of all, all my guitars. And I thought, well, the story is pretty good and it's become quite a famous guitar now. But the thing was, was that about, then he he got onto my he started being managed by my management then my office and then they took off pretty quick and about seven months later I got a phone call one morning from my office and um, the person said uh, oh listen Johnny uh, Oasis got in a fight on stage last night and it actually wasn't with each other it, they got in a fight with the audience and. Um, the guitar, your guitar's been broken. And I was like, well, what do you want me to do about it? And they said, well, have you got another loner? So I went, give me a minute. I should Audacity. I should tell you that I, um, I, I used to drink at this time. So uh, anyway, I ran downstairs and I, and I got him a replacement and then I let him keep that as well. So it's fine. You're a fool to yourself. <laughs> One last question, uh, which is just of all of them, I think I said uh, there's about 132, which is interesting because actually I know that Martin Offler's about to auction a lot of his guitars off, um, I think divesting of kind of the, the flotsam that he's collected over the years and um, for charity, as I understand it. But I think the number was about 132 as well. So is there, out of that number, which is clearly the magic guitarist's number of guitars to own, is there one that you could absolutely never part with and why well there is uh, and the reason and i'm looking at it right now and it's because it's the one that i design that i play all the time for uh fender invited me to make a fender johnny Marr jaguar in it's actually quite a recent one but i guess i did it in 2011 and um people can buy those guitars and they do really well i'm very proud of it 
But from a technical point of view, it's perfect for me because I literally designed it for myself. But also the um, I, I used it on on the James Bond theme on No Time to Die, and I used it with Billy on the on the song uh, No Time to Die. So it it what happens in the book is that it starts off with a photograph of me in my bedroom. Um, in like 1980 with this guitar that I still got. Well, that came back to me. And then it finishes with this one I'm talking about. My It's called the Comet Sparkle, which is a really beautiful name for a guitar. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's a one-off. There's no, there isn't any others like it. And um, anyway, so it starts off, with, the book starts off with me in my bedroom and it ends with me doing the Bond theme with the orchestra. And it, I mean, even I look at that and go, what the hell? So that'd be the guitar that I keep for that reason. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 